Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Try, try, and told, try and told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? Welcome to the Grindcast. Simon Arias here. Get ready. It's a new day. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. We got Big Perm, of course, up, and we got y'all? a special guest. Britton Costa in the house, in the all house. six, 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 seven, six, <laughs> nine of them over here. We had to put the hydraulics. You know, I just found out we had the chair that goes up and down. Yeah, I could have, yeah, yeah. I could have bought low. myself a couple inches. We had to bring them down, <laughs> down, down, down low, eye level with us a over here. So we got Britton Costa <laughs> in the house, and and uh, man, we come a long way since the last time I was able to have. We had Britton over here, yeah, long time when we first started the podcast, and I think. I just kept looking at you and laughing for like yeah. 30 minutes. We didn't get anywhere. I just we started. So you got two we words out. I started laughing. Yeah. And it was like. 20 minutes. What was okay. the setup? What did it look like? We had a, what do we have? A picnic table. And that was it. Very, very. We got to get you closer. Close there. there we go. There we go. Clear now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're clear. Very, very generic. Couple lamps. Yep. You in the background that we weren't trying to look at because yeah. you were making us laugh yeah. unintentionally. He was not on the official grindcast yet. No, Herm was in the background, background adding yeah. to the laughter. Yeah, yeah. you were in the background like No microphone that, like that. this. Like P. Diddy back in the 90s. <laughs> picnic table. Yeah. Straight, the Photo white one. picnic table. And we were in trouble. Thugging <laughs> we were, it out. We were on the out. ropes in the first 10 seconds, and the fact that we got through that one was amazing. Yeah. But now it's the Super Bowl. I walked in here, I sit down, I said, what is this? Because you got to prep somebody for this. Yeah. There's lights, 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 boom, screen, screens behind me. I'm low. I'm sitting down way low. But we're ready to rock. Perm got his own mug. Oh, yeah. Over there. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, really. Speaking of his own yeah. mug, so, you That's know, those that level. don't know, you That's know, Britain, Britain uh, has been a multiple-time uh, MVP award winner uh, in our agency, in our organization. We're getting ready to rename it to the, uh, the Heisman. And uh, so when it, this would be a multiple- Heisman Trophy winner in our in our organization Let's go. and uh, absolute superstar game changer in this business and uh, had the opportunity not only to see him grow his business uh, but write a book and uh, get married and and have children and and be one of the definitely one of the most valuable players uh, in our organization. So looking forward to exposing everybody to uh, Mr. Costa. Why don't you just open it up and tell us a little bit about your, you know, story for people that don't know you, you know, give them a snapshot of where you came from and how you got to this point. Wow. You know, a little bit about where I come from, you know, I come from a small town called South Park, uh, it's not the cartoon. Which right. Every you know how many times yeah, you repeat I that bet. from South Park. We're South, South Park. Park. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't even watch it. I don't watch funny stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But um, modest area, right? Humble area, modest means, good people, hardworking, blue collar area, and you could kind of talk big, but I don't know if you're really permitted to dream big. Do you know what mm. I'm saying? Oh yeah. So yeah. it's it's one of those things oh, where, yeah. like when they do, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. Right. And you say it, and you're like, all right, well, what do you realistically want to be? And that's that's good. To a point, and you can get so far mm-hmm. just in high school. And then I, I pursued uh, my education at West Virginia University. Now, yes. the first yeah. thing that a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, why'd you go to West Virginia University? That's exactly why I went to West Virginia University. <laughs> Everything that pops in your mind. And that's right. where I met your wife. I met your assistant. I mean, we've been friends for years. Yes. 
And the reasons why I went there initially, you know, I got that background of maybe not the most disciplined yeah. at the time. So people that don't know, West Virginia's a, a number one party, party school. school at the time. Yeah, yeah, number one. That was party the ranking school. when when you went there. Number one. And he went with the Nats. You know, Nat, my <laughs> yeah. my uh, the the Nat D. Yep. My right old. hand and and uh, and and my wife, who you know, Nat D introduced me to my wife, so they knew Britain before well, I even yeah. knew Britain. Yes. And. It, a lot of people talk about you need a college education, right? But I think at college you really do um, get to open up your mind a lot, right? right. You get to start to see bigger things. And right. start, like, as much as it is a party school or fooling around and all that nonsense to a degree, then you start to say, wow, things are big. The world is much, much bigger than what I'm used to. And the thing that I could say with West Virginia is that it made me very diverse, You've got a lot of diversity, people with different backgrounds, people right. with different things, people, right. all different walks of life, and you can adapt to all of them because they all become very, very good friends of yours, right? When I came out of WVU, I went into an industry, the steel industry, which I couldn't really use that gift. Speed up to how I ended up here, mm -hmm. that gift, the diversity part of what I learned at WVU, not the algebraic expressions or the English 101. I had to go to CCAC to get past right. that. Let's right. keep that real. <laughs> But it was the diversity of how many people that we get to work with in this industry, mm -hmm. right? Because it's opportunity unlimited. Correct. Truth. The different walks of life. The only way you're going to be a beast is if you can work with so many people. And everybody that's come from WVU, this is no joke. They're, they'll hear this right now from the listeners. I know the ones walking from WVU, like he's right. We're all beasts because of the diversity that we saw at West Virginia University right. and all the great walks of life. So there's definitely value in the in the partying atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. We have to recruit out of the party yeah. schools. Party schools. And that'll, that'll, that'll loosen okay. you up to start talking yeah. to a lot of the different diversity <laughs> right, if you're uptight right. at first. So yeah, that's a, that's a that's a strong. Speaking of factor. transferring into into business, um, you know, what would you say would be three key you know traits? about you know some of the characteristics of people that do well in our business or just in what you've seen in business in general the first one i'm going to say is i think you got to be fiercely competitive right i think that is in in society now mm -hmm. we're kind of watered down we're kind of diluted you know like we come out and we talk about participation we talk about everybody's gonna win we talk about oh just do it you got a great shot you right. make it up that's not true you'll get steamrolled by those who are fiercely competitive. Yes. And it's not talked about enough, and it's not preparing people enough. Don't get me wrong. You can show up every day. Mm -hmm. You can learn every day. You can, you know, say, I'm going to work a little bit extra. But if you don't have a fierce competitiveness about you, and I'm not talking smash the next guy or smash right. your brother or smash his, I'm talking fiercely competitive being better the next day than you were the day before, the next week than you were the week before, it's going to be very, very hard in this world. And they don't prep us enough in life about this. Now it's like, oh, everybody got a shot. Everybody yeah. go out there, just get it. You'll, you keep it fair. It's not going to be fair if you don't have a fierce yeah. competitive edge. That's what what's I'm not, What's not fair, you know, is I, I think kids think that I just get a college degree and that's what I'm that's it. I'm going to pay me 100000 now it. plus for the, rest, for the rest of my life. And mm -hmm. it's the non- traditional you know the Absolutely. things outside of that education you know that real like you mentioned you know i could have got some of these things at ccac right. but it's these outside things so you think that you know one out of those you think would be competitiveness yeah what it's are the ones you got competitive uh, two i'd say lifelong learner you have to be a lifelong learner and i'm not talking you know just to say oh i know how to do math or i know how to do science i'm talking 
being a lifelong learner, if you want to grow in business and you want to grow in leadership, you have to be proactive to it. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of things are going to come, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point in the conversation, and there's nothing you can do about it. But if you lack the learning, you're never proactive to the problems that are 1,000% going to come, mm. right? And if you look at all the successful people, this is what a lot of people don't highlight enough, is the most successful people that we see, business, sports, theater, what, whatever it is, they solve the most problems. And the only way you can solve the most problems <laughs> is if you're the most knowledgeable <coughs> That's right. and have you know, wise counsel, right? Truth. That's a fact. Truth. Too many people get, oh, I, I got this point, I can stop learning. I mean, I think I did that at some right, point in right. high school. I'm like, I graduated, That's I'm it. never yeah. going to have to read another book again. Right. What they don't say is that you have to keep going and say, oh, if you're not learning, you're dying. If you're not learning, you're not solving. And if you're not solving, things get very, very unhappy very, very quickly. No doubt. Right. If you're not learning, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect your earnings. There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> earning right just add an L. That's what you're trying to say. There it is. Boom. You know what I mean? What you got? Number three? Was there three on there? Yeah, there was three on there. Just giving us them two gems. I say great communicator. Uh, you got to be a great communicator. It'll help one. you yep. in, in relationship. It'll help you. But with communicating, it's not always just talking, right? It's how you act a lot of times. That's how communication, the real gold isn't right? taught. Yeah. It's caught. And it's listening. A lot of times if you're a great communicator because 90 percent of the time if you're a great communicator people like you mm -hmm. and and when they start a business or if they want to follow you in leadership it's like you i like you or want to be like you i say this all the time right yeah. but people love to be heard yes and when you when you start to hit people when you're listening and a real good listener and you're hitting them with acknowledgement mm -hmm. statements and you have them explain it and they get more in depth and then they're like wow this person feels me right now yes Great communicators, you can do a lot of great things when you can communicate because yeah. it's not what, even if you don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> it's not really what you say, it's how they make you feel. Right. And you're like, I love this guy. And you're like, what does he stand for? And you're like, I don't know, but he just made me feel damn great because right. he's communicating, right? No doubt. So right. no doubt. I would say those are three things that could definitely get the, the deal rocking. I've heard, quick. you know, I've heard people say that, you know, it's not people remember not always what you said to them, but how you made them feel. And uh, that's what you're saying. What, what about the, you know, inf you know, people have had influence. None of us are self-made. Right. You know, anything that, that happens great, you know, takes two people or more. You know, somebody had to impact you. You know, mm -hmm. I just cringe when people say that they're self-made, right. you know, or any, right. there, there's no, I don't, there's no self-made. There, right. there is, somebody had to help you. Right. Nothing great happens by yourself. Right. It, even if, to have a baby, you can't right. do that by yourself. Right. It take, takes multiple people from the doctors to the, you know, to the spouse and all of that stuff. So who would be the people that you think have had some influ influence on you? Three most in influential people in your life. What did you learn from those people? I don't know if you could pick only three. I don't. I think there's three and probably a lot of different areas, mm -hmm. meaning mm. financial services, right? Right. right. Um, then you have like life lessons and core values. Then you have just, you know, so many different walks. If I went to the foundational root of the people that had the most influence on me, it would probably be my grandparents. And I moved in mm. with them. Give it to us. Why? Yeah. I moved in with them when I was in fourth grade. A lot of people don't know this. And, you know, when you switch up the environment a little bit when you're young, things change. Well, my grandparents were those old school traditional people. 
right? And you guys are from Youngstown. They actually were for, from Youngstown and moved to Pittsburgh for the See, there it, there it is. There it is. I was trying to Boom. figure out there it is. why he was so cool. Right. There it is. There it is. And there it is. He had Youngstown roots. He'd been say. holding it from us the right, whole time. Look at him. That's Look all him. I had to say. It was the front end. Yeah, Youngstown tendencies, too. Yeah, yeah the Youngstown <laughs> shuffle. <laughs> but they, man, they just, they never said a bad word, right? And you watch that with people. And they always talked highly. And they always believed in you. And they always would say, hey, do the right thing and finish what you started. And stuff like this. This is like the core to pretty much everything I do to the point in my life now where I literally ask myself, what would they do in this situation, mm. right? And I know it's going to be the right thing because they never, you know, they never got out of pocket or they never thought, they always found the best in people, which is a, a skill that isn't bad in any industry. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Give yeah. them the benefit of the doubt. Find the so, best in right. people. And I think, I mean, again, you could go for the financial services and, and our relationship and, and Maddie and all the stuff that we do uh, and that you can go you know, more tough love advice, which would be my father, you know, right. that comes in and just, there's so many different walks and influential people, but uh, the foundation of me would be my grandparents for sure. For those reasons. What, what things, speaking of grandparents, looking back in the right. past, look back, you know, maybe five, 10 years ago, yeah. you know, what things do you wish you knew five, 10 years ago that would, you know, impact you now? You know, if you were, man, I wish I knew that 10 years ago. I wish I knew that five years ago. Even when you're talking about communicating, I'm thinking like, man, 10 years ago, I wasn't as good of a listener. I still got to just ask Natalie. I still got to get better. <laughs> but but I think I've become better at listening right. and asking questions and letting people talk versus just being the one that, you know, tries to dominate the conversation. Right. So what, 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 what things you look back 10 years ago, five years ago, you know, you wish you knew then that, you know, something you know now. I, I think I wish if I went back five to 10 years ago, I was more self-aware. And what I mean by that, I wish I had more emotional maturity. I was good at a lot of stuff, you know, going on nine years here now. We knew when I was coming in, there was potential, there was some capacity that we could fill. But for me, it's the self-awareness and the emotional maturity because if i was good at something i might have been good at work ethic or good with people or good in sales mm. but damn phew, something went wrong <clears throat> my emotions came out like a toothpaste Poop, i couldn't get them back in and it's you know what i'm saying yeah, it's young I like it's it. so young yeah and you look back and you're like um the reaction rather than a calculated <laughs> yeah. response like if somebody would have just told me chill little chill man chill <laughs> you're gonna be fine and i'd be like oh, uh, you know and i panic and you waste so much time on that and then you say things that you're like whoop wish i could get it back well you can't get that back <laughs> right and then people are like oh remember you said that and i'm like well, i didn't well you said <laughs> I didn't mean it. that yeah right. I, mean I was it. mad and i <laughs> wish i had that uh, like emotional maturity five if i went back and tell myself man you got to get some emotional maturity because yeah. if not you're just going to keep spinning and going nuts and i think that does come with maturity but it wouldn't have been bad if somebody would have gave me the heads up and said hey look for this dog like this is yeah, gonna come yeah, you right. chill and um the sacrifice part uh, like some things that sacrifice in the last five to ten years would be my environment you know i always go into wvu what was cool wasn't successful right, right. like i was like oh this is cool but look what do you cool. mean you had to sacrifice your environment the the people that you know, the things that I look forward to doing were not successful things. You know what I mean? If you would go to Southside and get drinks or go to a tailgate and be hurting on a Monday or, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like, again, it wasn't, it's, it's just party. 
party. There's no growth. There's no uh, maturity to that. And in great people, mm-hmm. but um, we talk about a lot. You got to be mentally tough in anything that we do, but you got to also be environmentally tough and with your core, with your people. And I like that. That environmentally is, tough, not just mentally tough, right, but you're right. environmentally tough. Environmentally That's tough. I like and, that. And that changes. Wordsmith. And until you, until <laughs> you, you watch change. <laughs> Word better. And then uh, until you change that environment, you can think big, but you really don't have that, you know, that wisdom. Right. You can talk big, but you don't have the knowledge or the blueprint how. And again, great people, great stuff, but it just wasn't the same direction. I wanted to go here and I wanted right. to be this. I knew that when I was young. Both of you knew that as well. Right. I didn't have the environment. So five to 10 years ago, if there's something to sacrifice, now it's that. Now you'll never catch me in a club unless we're down smoking cigars on Marco Island like we were right. last week. And then yeah. we, we just disappear. Yeah. You know, we don't even say bye to each other. We're like, yeah. you know, who's going to sneak out first. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so speaking of, you know, sacrifices in, in looking back on time, what about, you know, it was cool. Uh, I heard Burnsdorf, you know, one of the young up and coming studs, you know, say today that, you know, when he looks at the people that make it, Mm-hmm. At the top, the people that crush it at the top, they're all people that have gone through adversity and didn't give up. Right. And the, the the thing about going through adversity is the only way to handle the adversity properly is to work on yourself and have self, you know, be pouring into yourself and have self-development helps you to get through the adversity. And the adversity is what helps you get to the top. So how have you been able to get through, you know, nine years you know, hasn't always been peaches and cream. You know, I tell people when when you see them, you know, like at the leadership school, you know, people look up to you here. People admire you, you know, not just looking up to you because I'm five, <laughs> six and a half. You know, I like to say five, seven. I'm, you know, I'm, uh, and, and you're six, six. You know, I'm always looking up to you. I but do. like people are genuine, they, they look up to you. And I say, man, look, when you see them coming, you know, with 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 the with the swag with the juice. nice black yeah. and the brightling on I mean, and the, the Louis on the on the yeah. shoes and and all that wow. swag, you could just Button see him and smell him coming. Right, got it Three down there. I knew Let's he was go. coming. I yeah. knew he was bringing Come it. On. That it wasn't always that way. No, no. And that there was some things that he had to go through. And there's there's I've witnessed you go through obstacles and adversity. That I've watched some people those things, same things, take them out mm-hmm. of the game. And you, after those things, win MVP awards. Come on. After that. So how did you, how do you, how do you recommend people getting through, you know, obstacles, adversity, tough times? Let's go. One, it's the simplest question in the book, is remember why you started. Mm. Nobody asks us. They're just worried about where they are. Why, Why did you, remember why did we start? Right. The next thing that I do is I go back and I completely define reality. Mm-hmm. of what I'm really doing in comparison to what I really need to do or and what needs course corrected in that situation. And so many people say, oh, you're going to grow through it. Or do you ever hear when people say, uh, what got you here isn't going to get you there? The adversity, my mindset into it is that it has to happen because we have to reinvent ourselves to a degree to get better. You still got your core, you still got your foundation, but you got to continue to reinvent. Evolve. And evolve. Right. Evolve. What I do is I go back to when I was performing them at my peak. Britton, what were you really doing? What time were you really waking up? Were you drinking water or were you drinking beer? 
Are you waking up at nine or are you waking up at six? Were you doing development two times a week? Or are you doing it every other week? You know what I'm saying? Right. And I go back to the peak state when I'm writing my best, when I'm having my best relationships, when I'm doing my best work. And I put myself into that frame, literally, like going on the MVP stage. I start to relive the speeches. I start to relive that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I do this with my guys when they're hitting a slump too. They'll tell you. We walk through March Madness. We walk through what they felt like when people were asking them, give me advice. How did that feel? What did that do when you're speaking on the stage? Boom, 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 boom. And I literally watch them flicker. Like you can watch them go back to, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing any of this right now. Right. As long as I start hitting the massive action and start getting into the frame where, whoa, nothing can stop me. I knew this was coming. Obstacles you know, didn't just jump in the way. They are the way period that's what it is it's, yeah they don't come they, they are absolutely right? yeah it's part it's, of it yeah like part of the journey yeah, sure. that's the upfront negotiation everybody said oh i don't know where this hit me from <laughs> it's been there right. you knew it was coming and yeah. that's why i don't understand when people are going downhill and they start to create narratives of problems coming up and i'm like don't do it if you're if, if things are going smooth enjoy the, the jog right now because it's going to come back up and it's it's inevitable it's going to come but when it does, you got to be prepared for it and say, nope, knew it was coming. Let's go back to the exact rituals, routines, and habits that get us successful. Let's hit it with massive action. Let's stay positive. Let's stay optimistic. Let's take it one day at a time. And then when you're not counting the days, it just gets done, and you get better. Mm. Amen. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Try, try, and told, try and told him I'm a beast, blood.